developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I know that the city of Los Angeles is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. I know that if you hit a small house with a large truck at a high enough speed, you'll knock the house right off its foundations. I mean, something like really useful. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Blood Bowl. More guts, more glory number one. The most vicious and dangerous fantasy football tournament you will ever encounter is back. Dive into the action as a ragtag team of humans, the Hoakland Harbingers, attempt to claw their way to the top of the Blood Bowl League. Can Dreng Strumblood, a former star player who's been crashed to rock bottom, help the Harbingers fend off the terrifying opposition? Bone crunching sports action in the fantasy world of Warhammer comes your way in Blood Bowl. More guts, more glory. Number one. Do you know, have you ever played Blood Bowl? No, I have not. Did anybody, when you were working at the comic shops because you had the game room, did anybody play that game? I've seen it played, and we had a an old Blood Bowl uh, box unit game that uh, I never actually saw played, but it did exist. Yeah, it so. just I, I've 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 heard of it for years. Uh, I've seen it uh, in in various uh, places. I've never seen it played. But, it was out of print for a long time, I want to say. Yeah, I think it I think it came back. It's in Blood Bowl 2 is what they have now and then of course they have the the Vigi games and all those other things for it. Sure. But um yeah, to me the the world of fantasy football, the fantasy football league stuff is really high crazy. High fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. High fantasy football. Uh yeah. it it just gets really really crazy and that's why I didn't know, you know, Apparently, you know, it's a popular enough game that it's warranted its own comic book. But I didn't know how much you knew about it. No, I don't really know all that much. I mean, I know the basics of the game and I've actually seen the like I said, I've seen it played, but I wasn't actually paying attention. So I know that it's it's one of those games. It's like the Warhammer. Where you have your thing and you have your armies of people, I want to say. Yeah, but in this case, it's football players. Right. Uh, and Blood Bowl happens to be kind of a cross between uh, here in the United States, American football and what many people around the world know is rugby. Rugby or yeah. football. I don't think it's called football. I think football. you're thinking of soccer is, is typically known as football. I know not of this soccer. I know only the football. Yeah. So it's it's and interesting. It's an interesting thing. Um, and I, as I'm reading this Blood Bowl uh, no guts, no glory, or more guts, more glory. I'm, I don't know. I just am, am, am kind of struck by it in that it's an it's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. 
uh, especially in the in the the high fantasy setting. Yeah, it is unique to see this focus on sport. Mm-hmm. Basically, I mean, th- this issue is kind of the the story of a it's that that story that you see in so many movies. The guy who used to be at the top of his game and now he's fallen. Yeah. This is his chance to come back to the top. We saw it in that Keanu Reeves uh, football movie. We saw it in that one baseball movie with Kevin Costner. <laughs> saw it in that one this, ba- football movie with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, we saw it in you know that remake of that football movie with Kevin Nash and Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've seen the concept here. Yeah, of yeah. A fallen star has a chance to get back with a ragtag group of uh, weirdos and freaks. But we've never actually seen it with uh, people getting crushed to death by orcs and giant spiked helmets and blood. Yeah, and- spiked everything. The poor little dwarf guy getting getting stepped on and turned into a bloody pulp there on the field. Spoiler alert. Spoil- and it's not really a spoiler. That guy didn't even have a name. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here's the thing that I got out of this. So this is, again, we, we meet this, uh, this guy, uh, uh, Dring Strumblood. <laughs> Sorry. Go no, on. I, it's, it's like, you know, smash fisticuffs. <laughs> Bob Johnson. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, here you got Dirt this guy that's, that used to be part of the, uh, the big leagues. And then either has fallen on hard times or just uh, wasn't as good as the up and coming young young ones. And so he was cast aside. And then, of course, this mysterious stranger comes out and says, hey, kid, uh, how about you come sign up with my league and you'll get a play again. And turns out that this is uh, a team that is trying to make its way up the ranks of the Blood Bowl League Championship. And they're moving up. And part of me, you know, when you read that, you're like, "Okay, this is like an everyman sports story. But then you're like, hey, and you're fighting against orcs and you're playing with uh, with guys with uh, giant spikes on the end of their arms and you're playing with dwarves and all these other things. And suddenly it's like this is really kind of fascinating and really kind of interesting. And there are so many of these things that exist. Uh, There is a um, book series that kind of follows this Blood Bowl thing, but it's set in like outer space. So it's like fantasy space football. Blood Bowl 20,001. And then, of course, you've got the uh, fantasy um, uh, football league or the fantasy FSL tonight uh, that um, that Justin Robert Young and um, Tom Merritt do, which is fascinating, too. So this kind of hits a weird spot. I want to see the Venn diagram of people who (laughs) are reading this. I imagine you're going to see a lot of crossover between the tabletop gaming nerds and Mm -hmm. the comic nerds, which is not necessarily that rare. Although, you know, it's not a hundred percent that, that Venn diagram isn't a circle. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of crossover and I like the way this issue deals with the art side of things and the layout and the breakdown of, okay, well here's the game. This is clearly not a Quidditch arena. That's right. 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 I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that's really well done that ends up being a nod to both fantasy, smashy, smashy, hit it with a sword tropes, and also football. Because, you know, if if nothing else, Smash Lampjaw looks a little bit like a spiky NFL super pro in some Mm -hmm. of these, which is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is not the first Blood Bowl comic book that is out there. Back in 2008, Boom Studios had a Blood Bowl miniseries called Blood Bowl Killer Contract. Uh, that was a five issue miniseries 
that followed the uh, the Bad Bay Hackers in a grudge match against the Orkland Raiders. <laughs> Did it star punch rock growing? Like I don't know. I don't know. No, it didn't star the same guy. Um, so this is, I don't know. I enjoyed this story. I enjoyed the writing. There's enough punny humor in here um, that I think it kind of drew my attention. But like I said, I really want to know who who who's really into this beyond just the game. Large meat. <laughs> I, because to me, it, it just appears that this is going to be something targeting strictly Blood Bowl fans. I think so. There are a couple of things in this issue that I found a little off-putting that I think may be tied to the actual setting. Uh, first of all, about 12 times during this issue, somebody does the fake curse, Nuffles Nards, which I don't know if that's a thing or not a thing, but God, it makes me angry. Um, and there are a lot of moments taken for granted here. I mean, yes, I understand that when you come into a high fantasy setting, you're going to expect elves and dwarves and orcs and, you know, turtles and I don't know, jackalopes. But there isn't really any background for this world given other than what you can glean, which is this is basically that, you know, that weird medieval but not medieval Europe where there's also magic and orcs and mm -hmm. giants. You know. mm -hmm. If you don't have a context for that, if you don't have that Tolkien fantasy thing going for you, I feel like this could be not necessarily easy to get into. Did you like this story? Uh, I like the art. Yeah, I the art really, is really cool, yeah. I didn't really care for the story because, well, there are two things in play here. One is this issue is set up, and it really does constitute that cliche of uh, old disgraced player makes good, which mm -hmm. is fine. I mean, simple, the, the familiar stories can be the best. But there are some real problems for me with the dialogue uh, there's a, a giant troll named Gar, and all I hear him say is, I am Gar, and I'm like, okay, wait, is that a group joke? No, I think it's just a dumb joke. Yeah, and of course, there's also the question of, if this is this weird quasi-medieval Europe, how are they doing play-by-play -play on <laughs> an announcing? Well, thing? you have your, your magical scrying spheres or whatever. They they kind of set that up at the beginning. Uh, pods of casting. Yeah, yeah. kind of something like that, without it being yeah. called that. And I can definitely see where, yeah, but I feel like there's there's just enough sports to where I'm like, maybe, and there's just enough of the, you kind of need to know the rules of, of the universe where I'm just like, uh, I didn't hate it. I felt like it was very well drawn. I felt like yeah. there's a lot to like here, but it's probably just. Not my bag of French fries. Well, and that's one of the things that I like, and I think I'm starting to see more publishers do this uh, in the, you know, front cover inside. Um, they basically yeah. catch you up. They have the two announcer guys, the former, what is, evening, it is troll and the vampire. If yeah. you're just joining us, I'm vampire commentator Jim Johnson. Yeah. With me, as always, is Jim Brockmeyer. And they, and they run through this very quickly, so you kind of get a feel for what the universe is about. And then they drop you right into the story. And so I like that. I like the art. Like you said, the art looks yeah. really, really good in here. I love the coloring and the shading is um, superb uh, yeah. in my mind. I really enjoy and this. And this is from uh, Titan uh, Comics. 
And, yeah. you know, they, I would count them as a, a smaller publisher, of course, here in the U.S., uh, maybe over in, um, in uh, England, uh, they have a little bit more play because of their Doctor Who stuff and other things that they have going on. But this is a pretty high-quality comic. Yeah, and I really like the detail in Flint Ironstag's armor because it's old and bent and mm-hmm. dented and there's rust and there's chunks of paint missing. And it looks – and you don't always get this when you're doing you know, the medieval fantasy tropes. It looks used. It used it's well-worn armor that's been used to armor him against injury. Right. And I think that's phenomenal. And I right. really, really like – as you know, as difficult as it can be to go, okay, wait, this guy, okay, this guy's a dwarf and this guy's an orc. You can always tell it's like, okay, the green guy who's 19 feet tall, that's probably an orc. Yeah. I feel like that's really well done and there's consistency, but also versimilitude. It's not all of the dwarfs look exactly the same, like mm-hmm. the Willy Wonka movie that they made with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want exactly the same character digitally reproduced. I want you to show me, you know, there's a whole, there are races of people and it really looks good. Yeah. 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 Now that being said, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I kind of want to see where this goes. I, I don't know if I would read this as an ongoing, but if this were a four issue miniseries, which probably is four or six, something like that, six, I would definitely um, read some more of this just to see how it goes. I'm interested enough to learn a little bit more about Blood Bowl and maybe watch some people play it. But uh, this if this is supposed to be kind of like an advertisement to get people into the the game, I don't think it did that. Um, One thing I can say about Blood Bowl is while there weren't a lot of people going, I really want to play Blood Bowl, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people fondly remembering Blood Bowl and saying, hey, you guys remember when we used to play Blood Bowl? Oh, yeah. So, well, a lot of people, when they found out we were reviewing Blood Bowl this week, were very interested in our thoughts on this because most of them knew I have no experience or uh, knowledge about this uh, this uh, game. So this was interesting. I kind of got a kick out of it. I would say check it out because I think it's I think it's different enough from things that you might read in other places that Mm -hmm. it will hold your interest. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think maybe if you're definitely if you're a Blood Bowl fan, you might want to get into this and and check it out. If you're a fantasy football league type person, definitely you want to check this out. Um, But there's something about this that is pick it up and read it. It Mm. might grab your attention just because of how different it is from every other offering. Right. You know, if even if you're someone who's like, well, I played Warhammer. There's a lot of familiarity in here. And if you're somebody who's like, I really like that Keanu Reeves movie where he slept with the cheerleader. I mean, there's a lot of that. There's a little karate kid in here. There's a lot of things that make the story approachable. So I think there are different places that you could get in with your your metaphorical hook, if you will. Mm -hmm. You interested in reading more? Oh, no, no. Um, But that doesn't mean it's bad. That just means it doesn't, you know, do my thing. I mean. Yeah, it'd be fun to read more if only to call him Thick McRunfast and Bolt mm-hmm. Vanderhuge, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of those. Right. You know, if I get to Stump Junkman, I've probably gone too far. But no, I don't think I would seek this out of my own accord. But if it's something that popped up and people are like, hey, you should read this new issue of The Adventures of Slab Bulkhead, I'm totally in. Right. Coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics, we have Baltimore, The Red Kingdom number five. 
We have the Goon Library Hardcover, Volume 5, and we also have Slayer Repentless, Number 3. Not that Slayer. Well, no, actually, I think that uh, is, is that, that Slayer. It is that Slayer. It is actually that Slayer, Slayer! now that I think about it. Over on DC Comics, we have Aquaman number 24, Bane Conquest number 2, Batman Gets Issue 24, as well as uh, Batman Zero Hour Trade Paperback. Oh, boy. Uh, Cyborg number 13, DC's Comics Dark Horse Batman vs. Predator Trade Paperback. Uh, Green Arrow number 24, Flintstones number 12, which is, I believe, the last issue in that series. Yes, at least uh, for now. Yep. Uh, Savage Things number 4, Superman number 24, and Wonder Woman Steve Trevor number 1. Roll Fizzle Beef, number one. IDW Publishing has Angry Birds Flight School, number three. Hasbro Heroes Source Book, number one. Jim the Misfits, number five. Rom, number 11. Star Trek New Visions Out of Time. Oh, Time Out of Joint, sorry. Uh, okay. And uh, TMNT Amazing Adventures Robot Animals, number one. Hmm. Uh, apparently, there's also a comic book based on Yokai Watch, and that uh, gets an issue number two. That is cool. I don't know what Yokai Watch is. So every time I see it, I'm like, is this like a watch thing? And then I realize, <laughs> no, it's probably not. There is actually a watch involved. Okay. All right. But there's also, I believe it's that that Pokemon uh, Digimon sort of thing where there oh. are monsters involved and you capture the monsters with your watch. I don't know. Okay. Over at Image Comics, we have Cannibal number six, Drifter number 19, Extremity number four. Outcast by Kirkman and as how do you say his name? Is is a Sieta? Azaketa? Number 28. How's it spelled? A-Z-A-C-E-T-A. I would say Azaketa. Okay. Paper Girls, number 15. Reborn, number six. Rock Candy Mountain, number three. Spawn 274. Ooh, Spawn 275 must be coming up. We'll have to review Ooh. that. I was going to say, if it was Savage Dragon, we'd be up to a 76 <laughs> All New Guardians uh, of the Galaxy number three comes our way from Marvel Comics, Amazing Spider-Man number 29, Astonishing X-Men number one, Black Bolt, oh, I'm sorry, Black Bolt number two, uh, Captain America Steve Rogers number 16 gets a second printing, Doctor Strange number 20, Iceman gets a number one issue, ooh, Iron ooh. Fist number four, Old Man Logan 25, Rocket number two. Spider-Man number 17. A lot of Spider-Man books. Spider-Man. Here's all the Spider-Man books. We have Amazing Spider-Man 28, Amazing Spider-Man 29 poster, Amazing wow. Spider-Man epic collection trade paperback of Craven's Last Hunt. They're starting to push the Craven's Last Hunt stuff a lot lately. Hmm. Craven's going to be back. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man review, renew your vows or yeah, renew your vows number eight. I was going to say review your vows. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, I'm checking my vows and I've actually misspelled. So those so. are, those are the amazing Spider-Mans. Then we have the Peter Parker, uh, spectacular Spider-Man party invite postcards. Party invite. Yes. Spider-Man number 17, Spider-Man by, uh, Micheline and Larson omnibus hardcover, uh, Spider-Man Deadpool number 18, Spider-Man Deadpool trade paperback volume two side pieces, Spider-Man forever young prose novel hardcover. That's a $25 book. Spider-Man Homecoming Prelude Trade Paperback, Spider-Man Trade uh, Paperback Amazing Origins. There's also some ancillary things like uh, Venom Number no. 5, which is getting a second. Uh, no, ancillary man is different. He used to be Hank Pym. This is Peter Parker. But uh, it's almost like there's some Spider-Man stuff coming up as well in the coming months. I wonder if there's a spider movie. Yeah, I wonder, huh? That's Finally just a Civil, uh, Civil War this weekend, by the way. That is a look at some of the books coming your way next week. Uh, head over to your uh, local comic shop for the full selection and check out the complete list 
over at Majorspoilers.com. Next week on Dueling Review. Real Science Adventures Flying She-Devils number three. Horse Feathers, the Pirates of Mad Jacks have cornered the Flying She-Devils. How are they going to get out of this one? Gee willikers! Meanwhile, will the Sparrow save the day for the Allies? Boy, I hope so. You can show your support for everything that we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Your contribution allows us to keep the show going, pay for our growing costs, and gives us the motivation to produce more content for you each and every week. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review. We will talk with you next time when you will hear Matthew say, Put your helmet on. We'll be reaching speeds of three. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.